Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We are here. We're a good pair. I'm excited, Amanda. <laughs> I am so glad the star of the moment came to show his bad ass. Jordy, come here. This- Y'all, Jordy keeps barking at Demona. Can I call him a nigga? This nigga been barking at me since I arrived. And he doesn't do a regular just a bark. He walked up. He (laughs) snarled at me. I said, hey, this nigga don't like me. It went over everybody's head. Now he's showing his fucking teeth. And here's the mom. He doesn't bite, girl. He he ain't going to do nothing. (laughs) Every time she turned her fucking curly head, this nigga's back at my feet, growling, snarling, and barking at me. I don't, I feel like, because I really feel like the issue is the black and milds. That's the issue. That's what she, it's always the mom of the (laughs) unruly ass pet or child. Listen, because he don't like, like, he doesn't like green. That's why he keeps smacking you. I've had a lot of black and mild smoking niggas that have wasted my time in my life. And I feel like he has the DNA of my trauma in him and he understands that. And so that's what he's reacting to. Yeah, that sounds about right. Generational trauma. Trauma from yeah. Black and Miles. He don't like me. I know he didn't like me from the door, but it's okay. Well, I like you. And I'm in Calabasas, and I want everybody at home to know this is her house. <gasps> it is. It smells good in here. Okay, it doesn't smell like Jordy. It's pink in here, and it's super warm. And I showed up with all these niggas, and she put them all out. Now they're all at the Starbucks, just waiting. In Calabasas, exactly. It was crazy because the guy at the door. I didn't think he was gonna let us in because the guy. <laughs> He was like, let me see some ID. Yeah, he started wearing like policeman sunglasses. Yes, he is so <laughs> copish. The first thing I thought, remember that scene from the movie, and they say, what do I look like? A damn snitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our security guy is very about his job, and that feels good because I pay for that. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's getting past his ass. We don't like it. We don't want it. Yeah. But you wanted this. Yeah. You wanted a part two. Yeah. Of me and Mona Dixon. Were you so surprised that people loved me and you together? Yes, because I feel like the same audience that goes to Shade Room is a similar audience that enjoys your stuff. Mm-hmm. And that audience be hating me. Yeah, I got so many like, I didn't know I liked her. Like a lot of that. I was like, damn, y'all don't like Amanda Seals? Because... But they loved you on the show. Well, because you're a nice person. And we're having, like, a full conversation. Whereas on Shea Room, they're only going to see, like, a A glimpse. A clip, yeah. And they, they, like, make a point of only putting up clips of me when I'm, like, angry at something. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. like, people who have only seen me on Shea Room have literally only seen me, like, yeah, well, I don't know. I always saw you on the internet. I always thought you were really, really smart. So, and I've always revered smart people or people that seem like they're educated. They know a little something. Appreciate you. Well, <laughs> for those who don't know, Mona Dixon is the host of the very popular podcast, Don't 
call me white girl. That's me. Which brings us to why the topic today is side effects of being light-skinned. Because I know some of y'all are like, oh, so she just going to do an episode with two light-skinned broads sitting around talking about being light-skinned. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Because that feels very perfunctory and also feels very cursory. However, when your brand is literally, don't call me white girl, that speaks to a certain experience. And yeah. I think this is an overdue episode because I think for what it's worth, a lot of times whenever I do see light-skinned women talking about their light skin experience, like the conversation isn't like a well-rounded conversation. Like the conversation ends up just being like, I'm light-skinned and I have problems too. Yeah, yeah. Well, right? And I could see why folks would look at that and be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, 3C. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. Uh, I mean... It's so hard for me because when I started this whole thing, I never really When you say this whole thing, what do you mean? Like, just being in entertainment. Like, okay. entertainment was something I grew up doing. I started trying to entertain people after 30. You know what I mean? I was already a mom and shit. I had been to jail and shit. And I just said a couple things online and it went fast. You know what I mean? Like, it was like millions of people from the beginning liked it. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe I'm supposed to do this. But I never thought about fame or necessarily having a platform. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Or even getting to that level of like notoriety where people actually give a fuck what you say to yes. the point that they, they're crying, they're upset, they writing letters, they want you fired or whatever. And mm. we live in a real heavy cancel culture type of time. And it's like with me being a comic, I want to be raw. I don't want to be biting my tongue and not saying what I, you know what I mean? Like the same things that a lot of y'all love about me, a lot of my clips is like, I don't want to lose that, but then I don't want to hurt people either. Get it. Yes. So for me, it's just always been about like trying to educate myself. And I, you know, like I never, never want to be corny. I'm not a corny bitch. I don't really even affiliate with corny people, but. We don't do that. We don't do corn. We're corn I free. Have, I have to think about, I have a 12 year old that likes some of the bullshit you bitches putting out. And it's like, God damn, I got to knock this shit out my kid because <laughs> y'all are stupid. A lot of y'all, you know what I mean? A lot of stuff that's cool today is it's just, just stupid. stupid. Nonsense. And it's like, yo, like. Some of the conversations me and my 12-year-old have, I'm like, yo, she is so impressionable. I have to, like, constantly, like, bring, like, that's not real. Provide not, context. Yeah, yeah. Because none of that shit is raising my child. I am, you know. But I want to be careful with my words. And I'm not a hurtful person. I do appreciate me being put here by the people. So, like I told you, I had an epiphany probably like maybe six months ago, 10 months ago, but I had to like get online and tell everybody because I felt like I had been saying something wrong. Mm. And what was really like surprising to me, I would get mail from fans and shit and they would be taking what I'm saying probably the right way because I'm saying it wrong, but their responses sound so fucking crazy. I'm like, why the fuck do you think what did I say? Like, what did I say that like, got not, you that? Why are you talking to me like that? Like, bitch, I didn't say nothing like that, girl. Yeah, yeah. Unsend that. You are crazy for saying that. But it's because I grew up in North Philly. I grew up in the hood. Real pale-skinned, light-skinned, whatever you want to call it. And I experienced a lot of things, you know. I always felt like I had to fight and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, I always felt like people thought that I would be scared of them or I was scared of them or whatever. So I found myself trying to prove myself, but I was physically beating people up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. getting in fights and whooping ass and shit. And it didn't help me none, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, at the end of the day, somebody's still going to try you. It's always somebody a little tougher Because there's you. somebody, exactly. There's always somebody who's going to feel like, well, I'm not them. You right. can't beat me up. Right, exactly. And it's like, you, you know, I got my ass whooped a couple times. You know? <laughs> 
You know, so it's like for me, and then I, I went to jail. I did, a, you know, all these things. So for me, when people would say certain things about like colorism or about like experiencing things, I thought that, well, let me tell you all about what I went through too, you know, and I didn't realize how dangerous that could be to my darker sisters. Cause I love being a black woman and I am a black woman. I love my people, you know what I mean? And I want to be progressive like that. I want to know. Yeah. What's appropriate and why it's not appropriate anymore, yep. regardless of whatever. Because I've heard all kind of crazy shit growing up. Yes. Like, your nose always runs because you light skin. Light skin girls all keep running noses. I used to hear that all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I would tell people stuff like that, I would say it in a way of, oh, I experienced colorism too. Because right. these are things that happened to me. And, you know, I had to fight and I had to do this and I had to do that. Or what, you know, but what I didn't realize is that there's no way that possible that I'm experiencing colorism. That's not what's going on. Colorism only goes in one direction. Exactly. So I'm experiencing bullying, even if it's based on my complexion, but I'm not experiencing colorism. And I cannot go on these apps or in front of these cameras saying shit like that because, like, People already got that twisted. And it's it's very simple. But man, guess guess what guys how I got the epiphany. That's why it's like frustrating. <laughs> how'd I Googled you get it? I Googled what colorism at. The, the, the <laughs> definition tells you it's impossible that it's happening. Well, because me. colorism at its core is about the fact that dark skin is discriminated against because of its lack of proximity to whiteness. So the proximity to whiteness is what gives supposed access and privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And it is Supposed because, like, I think there's also another element of that which involves the actual light skinned person also perpetuating the colorism, right? Mm. Like, so I think there's colorism that exists by nature of colorism existing. And then there's a whole other level because there's light skinned folks out here who consider their light skin like a part of their personality, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're like, I'm light skinned. Like, yeah. and that means that I act this way. And that means that I show up in the world this way. Right. And that means that I'm supposed to get this thing, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, and which, you know, I think what we see when we see that is we see also somebody who has also been brainwashed by the ultimate culprit of colorism which is white supremacy right exactly yeah so So what made you eventually google it because i was tired of getting these think pieces from my um because people really well my fan base people that like me they really really like me a lot like it's Mm -hmm. not like a oh she's cool it's like they automate she's the realest person on the internet she tells the truth you you give them something that they don't have the courage to do themselves so when it's something that i do that is not what they think or they believe. They are hurt and they have to explain. Join the club. Mona, yes. I love you so much, but let me explain something to you why you're a piece of shit in this moment. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> and right after I tell you this, and once you listen to me and you start talking like me and doing what I say, then you back to being the best thing since sliced bread. But right now, bitch, you need to stop right now because I'm from the projects too and I went to jail for DUI. Like, that's how my messages look. And they are, they mean that shit, you know? And it's like, of course, I've, I've read it. They, these people buy the tickets. These are motherfuckers that got me popping. This is, right, you know, so right. I do. And I, I've i been that kind of person from the beginning. I've said it on platforms and shit because I want to spread that because I hate the whole you get a thousand comments. You don't tell nobody thank you. You don't say hi back to nobody. You know what I mean? So I try to be connected with these motherfuckers. And people kept coming at me about it so much. I'm like, you know, let me just see. What did you think colorism was before you Googled it? I thought it was what it was, but I didn't realize as far as like why it wouldn't be me and why I right. wouldn't be somebody that had experienced that. Like I can I can tell you about my experiences, whether you think that I'm full of shit because I'm light skinned and I don't know shit because I'm light skinned, fine. But I can still tell you what happened to me growing up because that's what happened to me growing up. Well, but I can't call that shit colorism because it's bingo. not. Bingo. Flat out. It's not. So 
I think the frustrating part for a lot of light-skinned women is the feeling that if your experience that you experienced was not colorism, it doesn't matter. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I really feel like all black women's experiences matter. Right, yeah. And that's how I feel. It feels muted. It feels like, like, well, you ain't go through nothing. And, it, and let, me, let me tell you from this aspect, because this is how stupid it is. For me, somebody that has been like to jail and been in trouble, I could say, well, you bitches haven't had the real black experience. You bitches ain't been to jail. Because statistically, this amount of black people go to jail and this amount of people have a ghetto experience as a black person. That's like a person like me coming like that. Like, okay, so you can tell me you don't know what it feels like and you like you never did. But you've never been in front of a judge, bitch. You understand what I'm saying? Because my light skinness didn't help me in court. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. <laughs> I, I don't. Y'all can say it all up and down. You can say it every day. I've been the United States versus Demona. I know what that feel like. If you don't know what that feels like, you can't really run with me and handle conversation. You can't until you have to like squat down, spread your ass cheeks open, okay. and cough. Okay. You know what I mean? Or until you walk it through a cell or a pen or wherever they holding you at through mail guards that look like they want to take something from you. You know, like you can't tell me about my experience in that. And it's like that's that's it would be the same if I came at you like that. And I almost used to think like that because I would say, well, you've had all these experiences, you know, through college or going to work and all that. Bitch, I went to jail. And statistically, I was supposed to go to jail because my father went to jail. Right. So I had that that part of our experience. And if we're here. Con- right. And if we're considering that an authentic black experience yeah. involves this because of the statistical right. amount of black people that go, yeah. then what makes you. Yeah. You ain't been to jail, bitch. <laughs> fuck out of here like for real so it's like but that shit had it kind of twisted for me and it's like I understand certain things like for example I would run into guys that fetishize my color like I always went through that so I would date a guy that I don't know if he really liked me but he fucked with me because I was light-skinned and he would tell you that I was, my first time I ever dated an adult guy, like an adult, like I was grown, but he was grown. So it wasn't like my age. He was like 10 years older than me or whatever. Eventually, after we was dating a while, he told me that, but he assumed that I would like it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, because I hate when dudes on the internet will say things like, you see, that's why, you know, you dark-skinned chicks need to be more like a light-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Or they'll say something to me like, see, that's why I like red bones like you and I don't fuck with dark skin. And you're like, get the fuck. Yeah out of this whole situation. Right. Why would that be a compliment? It got so crazy that I would even ask the guy if he liked me, but what kind of girls you like? Because I was waiting for the light skin. Because once you say it, it's like, oh, okay. Because it's like, that's part of the reason why you're talking to me, period. That's that's just what it is. So it's like, and I would date guys like that. So to me, it was always, oh, this is what I go, you know, and I would try to like explain that shit to people. but But it feels like you're disregarding their colorism experience by inserting your bully experience. Because those same niggas won't even date dark-skinned women. So what? that's what they going through. So she might be going through a situation where she's not getting as many dings on Christian Mingle because she's black, because she's dark-skinned. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a situation where, with me, it's the opposite. I'm getting a bunch of dings because I'm light-skinned. But look, imagine how that feels. At least I have something to pick through. She ain't nobody checking for her. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And it's like, that's why it's so important when these niggas make these rap videos and all, because it's like, yo... If I'm a little dark girl and I'm looking at TV, everything about what I'm seeing says that I'm ugly, that I'm not pretty. Like, I couldn't imagine. Representation. Right. And it's like, even with my daughter, I'm constantly telling her she's pretty because she is very pretty. But I can only imagine what she hears outside of the house as far as why she's pretty. You know what I'm yes. saying? That's why I'm always, I'm always like, you have gorgeous eyes and your lips so pretty. And, you know, because it's like, I don't. 
I don't want her to have that kind of mindset. And no. it's easy too, depending on what you listening to, what you looking. You know, my daughter loves rap. My daughter loves rap music. I didn't ban her for listening to rap music. Rap music is color as shit. Like that's all it really is. Very much. Know? Yes. Every verse is a, you. My favorite verse is where I'm like. Ah! Cause he said light skin with the whatever, but that slim shit hurt other people. And also light skin. Yeah, well at least I got a gut, y'all. So if he say light skin, slim trim, I'm not all the way there, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but really though, like I started to think about stuff like that, and I had beautiful women in my family, all different colors. So it's like I hear everything. I go, I mean, we going through this thing together, and that's what kind of was frustrating because it's like. Why aren't we more united with like, oh, you went through that, I went through that, that's fucked yeah. up, that's, you know, versus you bitches don't know what it feel like because, you know, everybody like light skin because that's not really how it is. It's like there, there's shit that happens on the reverse side. Like I would feel like I wasn't supposed to say bitches for me because I was light skin. People thought I was scary because I don't, because I'm like, I'm not allowed to say that. Fuck y'all, I've been in 50 fights. I'm saying it because it happened to me. So it's like, I mean, but I'm not calling that colorism. I'm bullied because I'm like, Skin, but people thought that I couldn't fight because I was light skinned. It's a known thing. We crack the jokes. It's automatically a joke. The light skinned guy is a pussy, and the dark skinned guy is supposed to be the strong guy, right? Yes, yes. Right. Okay. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. When I was Tiffany on Insecure, you know, in the first season, there was, I feel like, a more tropey representation of her like a more like light like the jokes that are made about light-skinned women I feel like she was set up into that space like very bougie very like extra kind of just like stank and material like that was how she was set up and I really didn't feel like that was I didn't feel comfortable with it but I also felt like the other characters on the show were really positioned in a way that was thoughtfully crafted as not representative of a stereotype, right? Like it was a very thoughtful movement to make sure that like, we're going to have brown skinned women on here. We're going to have dark skinned women on here. You know, we're going to have different body types on here because we want this show to be able to speak to so many different types of black women. And mm -hmm. I felt like when it came to the licensing character, like they in the beginning had kind of like taken a shorter route on that. But what I really appreciate is that I had verbalized that and over the course of the show, like they did see that, like they made Tiffany more of a rounded person who had certain traits that weren't about her being light-skinned but were about her being Tiffany right right, right? right and so right. like that's when you saw like you know there was a lot of like light-skinned jokes and stuff that 
like you said, like as black folks, like we make jokes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I think there's something to be said for the fact that there's this idea that if you're not experiencing a certain kind of oppression, then you should be okay with being joked about. So it's like, if you're light-skinned and you're not experiencing colorism, then you should be okay with being joked about as a light-skinned person. Yeah, yeah. But see, for me, I don't, I've never, like, I just, I don't get offended by shit like that. Like, I, I, me, that Tiffany character, I thought it was funny. It was, a, you know, and it, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I feel it like. It was, it was, to me, it was almost expected because that's. That's how you're going to carry, especially with her being in uh, sorority. You know right. what I mean? What the fuck is that movie when she licks down his part? <laughs> what is that movie? School days. School days, you know. So, because, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody's expected to be made fun about except for certain groups nowadays. That's just how it is. Like, yeah, yeah. You're that's either in the protected groups or you're not. And then if you're in the protected groups, then you can have, you could be outraged with all of us of us. It's like, no. That's what I'm saying. If you're not in a protected group, then you get to be made fun of and it's fine. And I think that there's something that is valid about that very much so. But I also think that when it comes to black women, Mm -hmm. right? I just think we should all be a protected group. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So that's all I'm saying when I think about (laughs) black women because I don't want to see us carrying the white supremacy divide and conquer within our space. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the epiphany I had recently was like, we are constantly talking amongst each other about colorism and we I never see us talking to white people about colorism big facts like never like myself included I'm just like I've never had like a white exec sitting here and asking them like so what are you doing to challenge colorism what do you even know about colorism you know like they I, I don't feel like they ever get challenged on that in a real way I think that there's an internal conversation that we have as black creatives like I consciously say like no, there needs to be dark skin representation in this, for right? Sure. Like, yeah. I remember this fashion line wanted me to be their face for their, they were doing like a themed drop and it was like Africa. And I was like, and you, you want, want me to yeah, be the yeah. face? I was like, no, <laughs> like that's just not going to work. You yeah. know, like I had a role that was presented to me that was an actual like biopic, but the person that it was based on was a dark skinned person. Yeah. And I was like, why would you send this to me? Oh God, it would have dragged you. Like, but I just, I mean, I had a company hit me up that wanted to do like a initiative where they wanted to change the definition of the word black. And it was a black company that was like, that's going to be like our theme for this year that we're going to like really push change in the definition of the word black. And we want Amanda to be our spokesperson for that. And I was just like, I'm not the right person. Not because I don't have a genuine rooted, vested love for my people. Not because I don't have academic knowledge about my people. Not because my brand isn't connected completely and wholly to the black community because it is. It's None of those reasons are why I don't want to do it. But I just shouldn't be... As a light-skinned black woman, I should not be the face of that conversation. That's very responsible for you. They might have been able to book me. Huh? <laughs> Y'all want me to play who? Harry Tubman, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I think that when you're talking about how like representation matters and you know how things are put out into the universe that speak to like dark-skinned black girls, it is so not on the minds of the people who are putting things out there. For sure. Like it's not. The other thing that's not on their minds is the interaction between the multiple 
skin tones of blackness and the ways in which white supremacy has created our own internal dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Like they don't think about that. Whereas Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, how can I try to alleviate that in like a more responsible way? Yeah, You know, but sometimes I feel like when we try to broach those conversations, there's kind of just this idea that like you shouldn't talk about that because you are a light-skinned person. That's what I mean. Like, sometimes I'm very clear, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't know why this would be not a valuable conversation for all of us. Yeah, I, and I feel like it makes you want to just shut the fuck up about the whole topic. <sighs> that's what it makes. That's the most thing. Like, you just be like, you kind of feel like beat down by it. But the truth is, when I came out, just be calling myself, don't call me white girl, I would get so many messages from... I always say all black people got freckle face, red head, black person in the family. But I got like masses of these niggas, these spotty face niggas coming to me like, yo, you represent us, yo. You're going to be out there telling how it really is, you know, da, da, da. And it's like, it just made me think like, damn, it's such a fucking weird disconnect. You know what I mean? Mm Because I wouldn't even think that that would exist. All these high yellow fucking people coming to me saying, you know, you should say this. You're not scared to say this or whatever. Almost like they feel muted too. Like they can't say nothing. They little homes in Kansas. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to be the representation, you know, of none of that shit. You know what I mean? I just want to be me. I like the fact that people like me because I am me and I'm raw and I'm funny and I want to make you laugh. And I don't want to always be on the hook to educate you. And I don't always be on the hook to say the right fucking thing because I'm a goddamn person, you know? Well, honey. Should have stayed home. Especially when they think you're getting some kind of money. It's like automatic. And it's so crazy because, and I want people home to think about this. Like you love these people for being raw and being real and you, you know, just helping them get up and wanting them to make money and all that. And as soon as they make money, it's like it flips so fast. Yes. It's like y'all don't recognize that y'all starting to hate niggas after you loved them a year ago. When the bitch playing the guitar on the back porch humming on YouTube, <laughs> you love this girl. You go to all the first shows and all that. And then it's just, she gets some Dior and shit and it's like this bitch you don't know this was going on around at home jealous bitches it's definitely this <laughs> idea of like if you are in a certain success space then you are no longer able to talk about certain things because people feel like you don't have access to it anymore you're not even human anymore. but it's like ah like people tell me all the time like blue check why don't you keep your blue check opinion to yourself? I was like, damn, it's y'all niggas deep. feel like a blue check makes it's me unable deep. to speak about anything because yeah. I'm still trying to pay these bills. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all think that money is like different when you have a blue check, but it the biggest thing is that now I, in my life, I have more responsibility yeah. to like produce. Yeah. You know, like I got to like keep it up. Yeah. People act like you just get it. Like it's, and that's the thing that's so frustrating because it's like, yo, I worked for this and you saw it. Like, you helped you were me. there, nigga. Like we did that together. <laughs> like, but I, I, I don't feel like I'm at the point yet where I'm really getting there. But it's like, I can remember when it turned. Like I can remember having 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, and then having 100. And people would give me a paragraph about how they thought I was ugly. Like just straight out. Like you are funny looking as shit. You ugly. You ain't that funny. And I would write people back and the first thing they would say is, oh, my God, I couldn't believe. I, never, I can't believe that you responded. I never thought you would ever say anything back to me. I don't even mean that. I love you. It's like what? what? You just called me ten names, <laughs> bro. Like I get that a lot. I'll get that from yep. a guy, and then he'll be like, "Why are you here? Can you want to go to a movie?" <laughs> You seem so down to earth. Let's just go to the movies or something. Like, you just called me a whore, sir. 
But it's, it's, I wish people just open their eyes to some of that shit because it's just like, it's crazy. You know, imagine dreaming yourself or wanting something yourself and making it. And then the people that help build you there, now they hate you. And now they, you know, it's nothing you can say right. It's nothing. Because you see them do it to, they do it to figures all the time where they get to this mold where everything they do, nobody accepts it. And then they're supposed to just kill over and die and just, like, give up. It's crazy. That and cancel culture is crazy. And I refuse to be, like, scared or nervous, you know, like. That's why I was like, for me, for my shows, it's like, don't come, nigga, because I'm going to say some shit you're not going. You know, like, don't come in there. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like you're also, like, your platform hasn't been one where you're, like, calling shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. So, like, that's where I have put myself against the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Because like I have a certain moral compass element to my brand where it's like, I'm calling shit out. Like, yo, that's fucked up. Like, why would they do that? Why would they say that? That's crazy. And so then if I say something that's even like a half step sideways, it's like, look at you, devil, you know? And (laughs) it's like, okay, I get it. I set myself up for that you know so I have to be like super duper aware like even doing this episode I already know that it's like okay like we're stepping into possibly real trouble waters because the level of um, attention to every single word is going to be like heightened for instance like in the beginning when I was talking about colorism and I said supposed privilege I can promise you there is somebody who has not even gotten to this part of the podcast who has already left a comment saying supposed what you mean it's actual you know what I'm saying your people didn't like me saying something about eating ass so it's like they didn't like you talking about eating ass y'all a bunch of corn balls y'all eat no ass corn balls but even if like that's like your personal choice like that's not like (laughs) when you do this stuff and you kind of join forces right you can see the difference of who's who and with her most people were like oh my god I like this bitch I didn't even realize (laughs) But my her people and mine was like, just get this. No, they were it. not. People did no, not. No, they like were the, not. We had an ass eating clip, and they were like, <laughs> "Fuck no!" Because you, at some point, you asked me something like, "I didn't know if I was supposed to say something or fake it or something." And then, and I didn't like that either. When I said that you're supposed to fake it, they were like, "We're Adele's. If he's not giving me an orgasm, I'm not giving." Well, that's why you didn't get nothing for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mona, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Amanda Seals fan base don't eat ass and they don't support ass eating. And I do. I just wanted to add that. I feel like my fan base has a lot more ass eaters than we would like to admit. But they're not going... Exactly. They're not going to talk about ass eating on the Or maybe they're more of the ass ETs. Oh, getting eight. Yeah. They're ass ETs versus ass eaters. Okay. Phone home. Yeah. But we got off subject. (laughs) I'm sorry. Where were we at? No, I mean, I think that we were just talking about just this whole light skin shit is whenever I've seen like shows where it's like we talked about the dark skin women experience. We want to give light skin women the chance. I'd be like, why y'all pick these broad? Yeah. You think so? Every time. Because I feel like it ends up being like light skin chicks who are up there that are completely disconnected from their dark skin sisters experiences. Yeah. The yellow bones. Is that what we're going to call them? Because, you know, I call white people. There's white people and people who happen to be white. And I feel like there's, like, light-skinned people and people who happen to be light-skinned. I feel like, like, 
I got a chance to rap recently. They did like some social influencer package thing where we all rapped in like a cipher. like a. It was a for the BT Musical Hip Hop right. Awards, right? Yes. When I wrote that rap, right, and no point do I ever say light skin or I describe myself as light skin or yellow bone or any of that shit, but... That's how it is in the music. Like a girl, now even though nowadays, because they dragged um, Danny Lotto. Lee for it. Oh, Danny. Oh, right. What she called they herself? They made Lotto change her name, but they dragged Danny Lee for a long time. And it felt like it almost fucked her up for the duration because, you know, no shade, Danny. I ain't seen, you know, they beat days whoopy ass in the press. She says something like he likes the yellow bone, but this is after he leaves his brown skin. Um, right. First baby mom. And you know what I mean? So it was like people were but really But by pissed. the way, he also did not like a yellow bone. He doesn't like any women. Child, he another one. He can't do shit. Damn well, he played himself. He out here talking about, if you don't got AIDS, raise your hands in the yeah. air. Like, you know, there's a certain point where it's gone from raw to just, you, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. And you don't care about people at all. But this all. is the thing. <laughs> I am not looking to a nigga named the baby. Baby. Listen, the baby. besides that, the summer before the baby got big, you know what he did to promote himself? He wore pampers. Do you remember that? I do. A lot. Okay, because some people don't remember that. That's I what do. I'm saying. A nigga like that, I'm not listening to his speech before the show. Like, I'm not even listening for him to say some inspirational shit. Like, I know when he says, put your hands up if you, it's about to be, if your pussy clean, <laughs> if your shoes white. Right. If your jewelry hang on your neck, nigga, I already know. I'm not going to. I'm waiting on the beat to drop to him to do the song. I hate the fact that it's like world hunger and um, it was a tsunami in Vietnam. Cut, Cut the, the boosie. And then boosie is, yeah, boot. And then I niggas wasn't, is mad. You know what? I wasn't going to say it, but since you said it, I'd be like, why? It's boosie. It's boosie. Like, when did boosie become... A voice you of watch reason. You Boosie on Vlad. You don't watch Boosie yeah. on CNN, bitch. Why are you waiting on seeing what he got to say? Even that's the people why... on CNN ain't talking no real shit at this point. Yeah, so how really. are we really going to look at But the that's Boosie? the part that's like what the internet is like. Because it's like it's a thin line between these people that are genuinely offended by what they see or what they hear or they can't. Other people just looking for this shit. You just wake up. Well, no. You so brush your teeth. Just looking for a beef online. It's like, girl, you angry. But this is real. with me. This is, I mean, that's a real thing. Like, people, like, spend the day, like, this is what I'm going to do today. Yeah. I'm going to really go for the gusto yeah. against this person for this reason. For free. For whatever. For 12 And hours. it'll be under, like, like, I'll have people come at me under posts about shit that ain't got nothing to do with the post. Yeah. And people will be like, why are you even making this about this? I mean, yeah. I did a post about parents and saying that, like, I feel like parents of adult kids need to know the difference between keeping their kid in place and like ego. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if you, like there's a difference between like your kid showing you respect as an adult and you just having pride. Yeah. Like, so that was the post. And then there was a woman in the comments who was like, I don't know what you would know about that as a light skinned bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that has to do. Do you have the kind of fans where your other fans would be like, don't call a light skinned bitch whore. And then it's like a thread. They all like defending you. Yes, yes. So do I. I love yes. my bitches. I, I mean, I really appreciate that I eventually had to tell people like, stop letting people talk to me crazy. Like y'all yeah. be scrolling and letting people talk to me crazy. And so I closed um, my comments for a year because oh, of that. Did. I closed my comments for a year because I was like, y'all ain't looking out. Y'all ain't supporting. Y'all ain't holding me down. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I like that. So fuck that. And then I reopened the comments and now they holding you down. They Snipers. hold me down. They I be like, like yo, I don't know who you think you are. You need to 
get out of here. I like that. And go eat some ass. I like <laughs> I like that. I like that. I appreciate that of my fans. I, anybody, anybody that defends me online, I'm with that. Especially when the post is not my post and it's somebody else posting me and it's not necessarily my fan base. So it's a bunch of strangers like, who the fuck is she? And they talking all this shit. I'm going to tell you who she is. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with them though. But I really, I, that's, the, that's the whole thing that keeps me kind of like, because this whole thing is like a blessing and it is cool, you know, and it's fun. And it's a couple dollars. The mom of the dog wants me to know that this nigga resting uh, two nails on my legs. So he must care about me in some way after literally getting tired from barking at me for like, two hours straight. Night, night, Jordy. <laughs> this nigga is crazy. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Do y'all know I'm in Amanda's house? Because don't try to come on this podcast because she don't let anybody come here. I don't just let anybody come here. We definitely keep a small, you know... Uh, she don't let nobody come here. I'm one of the only people that have been on this <laughs> podcast. This is crazy. Is there anything else about this light skin bullshit that we feel we need to address? I don't know. I'm just excited for the argument part. So we should get online at the same time when it drops. So we could be like tag team. But what you say, bitch? Blocked. You know what else works? When the person starts to thread, like, this light-skinned bitch, can you believe she said this? You mute that. Get that up out of there. <laughs> Ain't nobody else get nobody no bad ideas. You know? The good comments, you pin them. Shuffle them bitches around. Call your people. Tell them to write something on there. Go on your story. Say, comment on this right now, y'all. And delete the negative. You got to control the narrative. Honestly, maybe people will feel like this is semantics, but I feel like it's more so like curating your space. As much more than I would say control the narrative only because like so I had to really change what interviews I do because I don't want to do interviews in places where they don't like care about how people comment mm -hmm. because people really be just going to the places where they know they can act an ass and just talking real crazy. Yeah. I did an interview with a with a site and I had to ask them like to not put up the rest of the interviews because it was like cutting parts. Because they were so nasty and mean in the yeah. comments. Yeah. And it was like a, a voodoo doll. I felt like I could feel it. Yeah. And so I was like, leave that alone. So even when I did yours, I was like, all right, we're going to see. But they were good. We're pretty good. We're going to see how the reaction go. And yeah. it was very lovely. They liked you. It was very lovely. But I feel like you even saying that about how like you curate the space, though. Like, you're not letting nobody just be up in there 
disrespecting folks all crazy. Fuck no. And see, because my producer here, Dre's here. Dre recently, because I gained a lot of weight over the last year. And now, like, I'll get, like, 10 comments. And she fat as shit. The one guy wrote, um, is that coke bloat? <laughs> is that even a thing? Coke bloat? I don't know if I it thought is. coke makes you lose weight. Listen, I haven't tried Coke yet, but... That's not Coke... Flo- Did he say Coke float? No, Because a Coke float Didn't is- he say Coke bloat? Yeah, like, is she getting fat from Coke or whatever? That doesn't but- make sense. Coke floats get you fat, not Coke bloat. It's That's an oxymoron. A Coke, Coke float, float, like a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola with ice cream. Delicious. I don't feel like Amanda knows about drugs. It probably is a Coke bloat. I don't think if I look like I had it. But Dre was like, yo, I'm about to delete these comments. Because it's like, it's, it's a lot when it's, you know, I'm so used to it that it's like... You're not really used to it. I'm used to it in, not only am I used to it, bro. I used to, if I tell you what I do, you would think I was crazy. I went viral in 2018. Facebook is rough. The hills have eyes. They don't give a motherfuck what they say. They Facebook just say, is real. They don't yeah. care. I We're would, in a contest with themselves, so. I would literally get on there, look at the time, be like, all right, I got about four hours and kill niggas. I'm talking about your grandmoms all on your regular pages. I'm, I kid you not. I would have two phones sometimes <laughs> to go to both pages because they'll block you real quick. Once they like, oh, she in here, she going yeah. on niggas. They'll block you. I would take the pages, screenshot that people, put them on my page, look at this bitch. I would drag people for days about shit. But then Instagram got all straight. So I'm good at that shit, bro. I'm Listen, I was killer. doing that. I was doing that as well. People would say craziness. I would screenshot it and be like, look, look at this craziness. Look at this fool. How you gonna tell me about me when you over here? And then I would go to their page and show the ridiculousness of their existence. Cause it's always the ones that would be like, I am God's child, Jesus is my savior. And I'd be like, Is it? Because it look right here like you are the devil spawn. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram said that that was me bullying. Yeah, it's bullying. And I was like, Not only is it bullying, it's really a big deal if you have because when I first got online, like my when I first did it, some girl did something to me and I went, I mean, days I was putting oatmeal on my shoulder. I kept saying she had danger. We went to high school together because we did go to high school together. But she called the police. They took the whole Instagram down. They took the Instagram down. She called DHS. DHS came. They said, they, somebody said you weren't starving your children. She, um, you I got oatmeal this. right here. If you watching this, girl, that was a good one. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there, man. Because she got me in every way she could. But technically, you're not supposed to do that when you have a bigger platform and then you send your followers. Your- it's a word for that. What is that word called? That, they said that chef, they said that chef does that to people. What is that word, Amanda? It's a little funny word they have for it now where you make your following go attack one person. I use it all the time. I think doxing. That's what it doxing. is. Thank Thank you. Maybe I think it's retaliation. It's niggas here that are not like here, here, we weren't really introduced. <laughs> But they keep like chiming in. I like thanks, guys. Could y'all get me a smoothie, <laughs> Rebecca? <laughs> I mean, listen, I doxing—that's what it is. I was a big doxer. <laughs> well, you were getting doxed too, bro. I, but I wouldn't listen. You would say it would be Nina, nineteen eighty-six, right? She would say all this shit about me. I would go to her page, family reunion, zoom in, grandma. I didn't do regular. I'm not getting <laughs> Nina. I'm going to the kids and all that. Oh, you mafia? I got a thug in here. <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, and, and I decided not, I, I did not not do that because your feelings were hurt. I did that because I kept losing my pages. If I was allowed to do that, I would still grind y'all the fuck up. <laughs> Why do you want to get in the ring with a comic? That's what I do. Would well, you, would you, would you swing on Mayweather at 7 Eleven? Fuck no. You want to play know. with me and I got eyes to see? Because I can't, <laughs> I can't go for folks like I want to because. 
people will be like, you're mean. And I'm like, yeah, you did the thing. So now you brought out the monster. Like yeah, the yeah. nigga is, a, is here. <laughs> like when that's I meet a real people, thing. a person is always like, "You're not mean, you're not mean," because they think I'm mean off the internet. But when you go against that kind of shit, like imagine one thousand people talking about you at the same time. But they time. can't, they can't, and it's one thousand people that don't know you. Yeah. So that's the other part. You're just like, what in the weirdness is this? Like y'all do not know me. Y'all ain't never met me before. Yeah. But y'all got so much to say because I've been put asunder on this internet. Like yeah. I've been really like, yeah. Taken. Oh. I actually, it, you know, to the topic of this um, show, I had like a whole thing happen three years ago where just like out the blue, there was like a campaign of like Amanda Seals is a colorist. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. And I was like, wow, like I've never done anything that would like make that sentence true. And then like <laughs> they put together like a whole slideshow where they had taken my words and chopped it up. Oh, okay. So they had like take, like if I said a sentence where I say, you know, if someone asked me like, what are the reasons why you feel like somebody doesn't like you? And if I'm saying like, well, I think there's a couple reasons I feel like I tell like the truth, like with no chaser. So I think that people have an issue with that. I think that, you know, there's a certain level of privilege that I receive, you know, by being light skinned. I think that there's also something to be said for like having pretty privilege. Not me. You guys said it. Um, <laughs> and I think that there's often just like the fact that people don't know that I'm a comedian too. So when I tell jokes, like they may not realize that like that's a joke. That got chopped into like people don't like me because I'm a pretty light skin. Oh, shit. They fucking <laughs> Damn. So when some people would see it, they really thought it was real. And of then course. Yeah. Dummies. But you I have a tell question. when stuff is edited up. I have a question though. Like, do you think there's like an effort that's made... To say like, okay, Demona, you're light skin in this space of the internets. Like, we don't want to hear your point of view on certain things because you're light skin, and so you're not black enough to speak on certain things. Um, I have experienced that with certain topics, but for the most part, people tend to kind of want to hear my my opinion because. I'm coming from a more like a street background a little bit. Niggas like that. So they also assume it to be true. It's, it's really an obsession with street shit. I didn't really realize that. Like, I didn't realize how many people, because I say, oh, I've been to jail, they automatically like it. Because it's just something about, like, the bad guy here or the, what's cool or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, because I, again, I check my email. I check, I'll have young girls like, yeah, I just scanned 50,000. They be telling me crazy shit. And I'm like, sis, I don't commit crimes no more, nigga. <laughs> Like I have also uh, don't put this on here because Facebook and Meta are definitely selling people. They don't care about that shit, man. These, these a lot of these young kids they make computer money, so it's like it's different from when I was outside. We were outside breaking the laws. Like these little bitches know how to do stuff on computers and make thousands of dollars. And it's like sometimes when people see me and they might hear me say that in one group. Then they'll come and, you know, like, almost like I'm be like, yeah, get them. You know, it's like, bitch, <laughs> no. As soon as I can make some real money for real, that's not something that I did anymore. You know what I mean? So for me, I was like, I think some people look at me like I'm the cool person or whatever. But it always happens when I'm talking about something they don't want to hear. Because y'all don't like hearing about gay people. And y'all don't like hearing about, like, homophobia at all. So it's like, when I slide on some topics, then it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, Tell the joke because I'm not necessarily saying what they want. So homophobia hear is a topic that they're like, we don't want you to talk about this because it makes us uncomfortable. For sure, like uh, yeah, for sure. And I and I, uh, recently we did some episodes. It just so happened that 
Because there's a lot of people I meet, they're like, we make it to friends and they come on a podcast and they happen to be celebrities. T.S. Madison's a friend, Manny, that's my bitch. Hey, T.S. And she came on, my friend Jason came on. People were like, yo, okay, we had enough with it. Like, there's enough gay people, there's enough trans people. We get it. We learn, you know. And it's like, on my head, it's like, I never even looked at it like that. It just just looked at it as your friends, right? Yeah, it's (laughs) like, like, I didn't say, oh, damn, let me, oh, wait a minute now. Let me, you know, bring a Playboy model because I had, it's like, I'm not (laughs) thinking about like that. I'm having these conversations because I want y'all to be enlightened by them and enjoy them. And I want you to think a little differently about something, maybe, you know, because that's always what I enjoy watching. Like, I watch Vice and Dr. Documentaries, and I always yes. want to learn something from something. So before I would put on a comedy, I put on a documentary. So it's like I always had a little bit of that in me because, you know, that's what I, I want to. I'm that type of person in real life. If I learn something, I want to tell my friends, I want to tell my family. I want to say, okay, we got to do this. or this is what I learned or whatever, you know, because I'm smart. You are smart. Do you think people know that you're smart? No, I don't, which is crazy. Because <laughs> it's like... I always say that we'll go live. There'll be a thousand people. I'm talking shit. They there. If I talk about anything that's not funny. Isn't that crazy? They leave. Listen. Oh, if be a thousand, I'm on live and I'm like talking about like a conflict or let me tell you, tell you something. So my Patreon, theamandaverse.com, we have dope content in there all the time, right? I'm giving commentary on news. Like the other day I broke down like a whole thing on why I did not accept a contract. And it was like teaching people like these are the fucked up things that be in contracts. So like if you really trying to like not get fucked over, take a look at this. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, when I got the most followers to my Amandaverse was when I said, I'm going to talk about this Megan and Tori situation. That's crazy. The most like people was like, (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you my five dollars to hear you talk about that shit. Yeah. And then I had to stop myself because then there's a part of you that be like, well, shit, what other fuck shit can I talk about then? You know what I'm saying? Because I can talk about anything. Yeah. And I had to catch myself like, no, don't get caught up in that because that's not what you're here for. Yeah. But it's like, that's what people want. They want the conflict. They want the... They want the they want the lower the drama. But I realized that early on because when I first came out, I did a real big podcast and then they stopped having me on a podcast. So people got to kind of formulate their own opinions. Mm -hmm. But people wanted me to say stuff. They just assumed that I was just going to be like, fuck them niggas. And and I just didn't. So it was like it was men. Every day asking yes. me the same thing or they might see them do something. They would send it to me. How does it feel not being a part of this? Isn't that your favorite rapper? It's crazy. People it's crazy. are crazy. Yeah. But luckily, the people that listen to Small Doses podcast are not crazy. And they have excellent questions. And so we're going to answer some of their questions. For me in particular, for, they're for you. For you in particular. What? Why don't we do that, Dre? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The... McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Right, so we're going to answer a couple questions right here. Now, remember, we got a lot of questions, but we're not going to answer all the questions right here because eventually we're <laughs> going to go to Patreon. All right. But first and foremost, this is a question from the people. And you talked earlier about how they were guys that would tell you, like, I'm only dating you. Not I'm only dating yeah, you, but yeah, one of the reasons I'm dating you will is come because yeah. you're light skin. Yeah. So this person asks, as a light skin woman, what assumptions were placed onto you by black men and what has it been like to combat those? I wouldn't say assumptions. I don't think I felt that. I've always had like a hard personality. So if it was any assumptions, I'm knocking that out because I'm already the type of person I am. I have a real, real strong personality or whatever. Um, but I would say that I felt like I would get like, and people, they're not going to like this, but I felt like the guy would want to have a baby with me because he want a light-skinned baby. And that would be something that I, it would be open. Like, I always wanted a high yellow daughter. We could, oh, our babies would be so light-skinned and shit like that. I've had that happen a lot. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. But, I mean, what you going to do? The, the first, when I first experienced it as, like, I was, like, 18, 19... It bothered me from the gate. So it was like I never You never to, saw it as like oh. Yeah, like so it never became this thing where it was like, you know, like I even liked it or whatever. It almost started to be something that I would look forward to avoid. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if you know that you like me because I'm light-skinned, then you might not know that you like me for any other reason. And that's not going to work for me, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's I need you to like me. I need you to like me regardless of what. You know, I gain 50 pounds, I lose them, I get depressed, my hair falls out. You gotta out. like... Yeah, me. yeah. I've never had anyone flat out say that. You that may have been... got that vibe that somebody liked you because you like skin? Or your um, hair not someone I was Not someone I was dating. Like, okay. I've gotten that from like... Niggas folks, trying to get you. Niggas, yeah, but, but not, not somebody from somebody that, that actually got me. Bro, he used to literally like have my window down. Like, if we would be around a bunch of niggas, he would roll the window down all the time. Yeah. Like, you want everybody to know? Yeah, the high yellow girl. He was crazy, though. Oh, he, and he only dated. Now, that's another thing. He ended up, like, having another girlfriend, like, on the side or something. And I remember, like, trying to go see what, like, wanted to see what she looked like or whatever. So I rolled by, and bitch looked just like me. Couldn't that's even talk usually, about her. Usually, I couldn't even be like, this pie-faced bitch. <laughs> we look just like... I kid you not. We look just like it's crazy. Like, oh, I was like, you. damn, you got a fleet of us. But it felt really icky and gross, a you know? fleet. Yeah, I mean, when of. my... Stepmother and my mom met face to face. I know they were like that Spider Man meme. Like they look alike. That's crazy. Because I stood there like, wow. Because like seeing them in the same frame, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh y'all even got the same haircut. That's crazy. You know what else gets crazy for me when you get into the conversation of okay, because some guys will watch this podcast and say, well, I like light skinned girls. I don't fetishize. Them. I just like light skin. That's just my type. Hmm. <sighs> That's just my type. That's what I like. Now, if you ask me what kind of guys do I like, I like dark skin guys with low cuts. With I low can't cuts. say that. Yeah, I like dark skin niggas with waves. That's what I like. But like, can you say that? I like dark skin niggas with waves. I don't give a fuck. DM me. I'm single as a dollar bill, this bitch. 
I mean, I, I like feel me like, a wave or two. I but feel I like there's dated. a difference between liking and fetishizing, is because there? Because my ex is 6'5 and brown skin, and I, I have a kid by a high yellow ass nigga with blonde, sandy, brown, nappy, dirty, ugly hair. He's ugly. <laughs> That's the other thing. You know what that was? His hair is filled mouse brown. Let it out. But just a side note. His hair is filled mouse brown and he stinks. Just a side note. Like I've met light-skinned people who think that they are fine or think they are pretty just because they're light-skinned. Yeah. And I'm like, don't ever believe the hype. Like, please don't ever believe the hype. And and I've met women who think a nigga is fine just because he's light-skinned. And I'm like, that's an ugly nigga. That nigga yeah. looks like Earthworm Jim. Like, yeah. stop trying to... But they're just like, but he... he like, he's yeah. like... And then I realized, though, that the sisters that I was talking to about this were women that never felt that light-skinned niggas like them. Right. Yeah. And or so even people I, that look at it like a goal. Like, for instance, I always tell people this, too. People, when I first came out, I would have women tell me, oh, you have such pretty skin. Your skin is really pretty. My skin wasn't clear at the time. It's not really that clear now. I have rosacea, for the love of God, where you get the big red mm-hmm. patches. So I would be in my head like, do, you, do I have clear skin or do you like light skin? Because my skin's not clear, love. And that's not me beating on myself, but I don't have clear skin. Like, I have friends that have really bright, pretty skin. I have a friend named Juice. Her skin is so bright and brown and clear and, you know... That's nice skin. Yeah. When people be complimenting my skin, it wouldn't even be a good skin day. I mean, for love of God, it's nothing good about this skin. <laughs> why do you like it? Right. And I would say that to people, right? You know, on live, hey, why you saying that because I'm light skin now? Because, you know, I mean, because that's what comes off when you say it. That's what comes off because I've always felt like for me, my complexion really didn't mean nothing to me, but it always seemed to matter to people around me. Well, I will tell you. And that I, was my experience. It was always somebody was mentioning it. I remember girls would go like this. Look, I can put my fingerprint on her like because I'm not just like I'm pale. I'm really, really pale. You Green know guy. what I mean? Like I could get a little beach, you know, take a little <laughs> advantage of a little tanning, you know. I like myself a little more tan, but I'm still pale by nature. Right. My kids are darker than me. People always bring up my complexion. My kids would say something about my complexion. I mean, I'm I'm don't call me white girl. And that's really where the name thing comes from because when you are of a certain complexion in the ghetto, that's what I know, that's where I'm from, they call you white girl. Casper, red bone, light skin, yellow bone. It's just like you get these names, that's just what it is. Red, short, just short for red bone, whatever. And people always call me white. And I felt I am all black. I'm not mixed. And I like being a black woman. So my whole thing was like, don't call me no white girl because I'm black. It has nothing to do with hate for white women. It's more love for being a black woman. Like, I feel lucky being like black as a special thing. You know? 1000%. I completely agree with that because, you know, that's what's been so fucked up is that the white supremacy of it all has made it so that some people don't even understand why you would want to have like pride in being right. black. Exactly. And it's crazy. But it's the thing about it is the way I was raised. I was raised. I, you know, that whole term about woke. We already were like I knew everything. Slavery and Jim Crow and all that by 10. I didn't nobody. They didn't leave that for me to learn in school. I was taught that constantly. But my grandmother would say, you too like to not know your own history. <laughs> See, I had that. I didn't know that I was like nobody was telling me about being light skinned until I went to college. My grandmother would would say stuff. My grandmother would always say stuff. And it wasn't like she would say things like anything about like being better or nothing like that. She would just be like, you need to be on point. 
Like you high right. yellow, you need to know yourself, you know where you come from, you know your people, how people are gonna react to you, how you're gonna be treated. And of course she had a baby by a man that was half white. Her kids had green eyes. I mean, it was some white in mm-hmm. there or whatever. And this is in the sixties. Right. She pushing a stroller and people would think she worked. She was a nanny. Right. What you doing with that girl baby, with them, that family's baby down here? And she this is my baby. She was like sixteen, so I was saying, I kid you not. People would stop her about that white baby with them green eyes and them freckles, which was my mother. Mm-hmm. You know? And my mother don't play. You can't call my mom white for a joke. She really is offended I by really it. I really am offended by it. Okay. I'm offended by it, but you could call me white girl. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't. I don't <laughs> That's great. Don't I'm, call me though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Most people call me white girl for the shorten of the name. That's what they say. They'll say white girl. So it's oh. like, I mean, it's don't call me white girl, but it's not like, nigga, don't be calling me white girl. Like It's like, all right, whatever. I, I feel like don't call me white girl is one thing, but do not call me white woman because that, that that really like people will say things like you sound like a white woman and I'm yeah, like nothing no, I'm saying mm, ever ever is that yeah by nature of just my existence like I'm just not that and I don't have access there's a difference between having access to privilege and having access to whiteness you a double whammy because you a well spoken nigga well that's what I really got people don't like that that's shit. what I really that's what stop they using just, big words yes, light skin bitch that's da-da-da. you ain't smart light skin bitch mm-hmm yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, I mean, when I was in school, like that's what I was getting beat up and like attacked yeah. for. Like, you think you better than me because you talk white? <laughs> and I'd be like, but we was in Florida, so I'm like, even the white people we're around don't even talk like this. Yeah. Like these white people talk like this. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm trying to understand like what white people y'all talking about because mm-hmm. they they talk like this. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like that. Mm-hmm. So. But then I started listening to hip hop, and I'd be like, "What's up, y'all?" And okay. they were like, "Oh, you're down." Okay. You're down. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to answer the rest of these questions over at theamandaverse.com. So if you want to join, you know, come through. It's $5. No, I'm not going to be just talking about Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. And no, I'm not going to just be talking about rah-rah bullshit. We talk about dopeness and we got folks like Demona, don't call her white girl, on the Amandaverse answering these questions. So, poof! If you did not go to Patreon and check out the questions, you missed out because we was answering some things. My personal favorite was when we went on a whole side tangent about Young Thug and whether he's guilty or innocent. (laughs) But I also really liked the conversation we had around the difference between being light skinned and being mixed. So if you want to catch that, make sure you go to our Patreon. Navy SEALs. (laughs) Make a they gang, they look long ass questions. Very smart people. <laughs> if you want to hear those here. answers to those questions, go to theamandaverse.com. The last dose. Demona Dixon. Yeah, it's me. I really appreciate coming. This is great. I'll come back. I really hope you do. I will. We need to do an episode though, like where it's just like a shoot the shit episode. Maybe it's just people asking just questions about anything. Okay, I'm with it. You know, I had a great time on your podcast as well. I know we had a ball. We were in Philadelphia. Remember, I fell. You did. You tried to catch me. I, she cares about me. <laughs> she tried to catch. It was so sad. Like, oh, oh, god. <laughs> and then my whole crew just laughed. Like, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> was it the shoe? I feel like you were wearing a type of shoe. I had on those, um, like dad, like a dad sneaker. There was a height. I don't partakers. Okay. Well, if you want to hear more of the great Mona Dixon, make sure that you listen to Don't Call Me White Girl podcast. Please do. And follow Don't Call Me White Girl. 
Don't come over there with all that smart big word shit. Please I come tell over there jokes. with all that smart big word shit. I'm just fucking around. And understand that she is a comedian. And Y'all understand that I'm belts. a comedian. They really don't be letting me be a comedian over She's here. She's a whole comedian. She got a show tomorrow. The fuck? Come on now. Stick it was just on tour. How was the tour? It was great. No. Oh. No, no, the tour. The- it's crazy because you cracked a shot at somebody. I ain't going to say. Oh, I cracked a shot at Live Nation because fuck Live Nation. I'm having a run with them. Love them. Great company. Oh, my God. It's the best company I've ever worked for. It's so crazy. I'm opening for Jill Scott. Awesome. Shout out to Jill. That's the homie. Shout out to Jill. That's the homie. Good Shout for you. Good Trying, for you. You know? You know? Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> but I'm fine. <laughs> 